0: All right, welcome back to Say Less Invest podcast. All right, I'm Emmanuel. I got Drill with me. We got a special guest. So, uh, Drill, go ahead and take it away.
1: Okay, so today, well, this week, we wanted to bring in more of a younger investor because we're we're always speaking about the youth starting to invest early. So, we wanted to bring in somebody on the younger scale to speak about uh, investing and their journey. Today we have Jakisha standing with us, and Jekisha, uh, if you could please introduce yourself and uh, give us a brief background about yourself and mm. how how you started investing. I'm
2: sorry. okay, um, <clears throat> my name is Keisha. I'm 27. Um, I have a paralegal studies associate degree, and um, I started investing probably, uh, I think, back at the end of 2017. My mom and uh, her hairdresser. We all decided that um, we should start an investment group, um, and we, you know, invited like uh, mutual friends of ours um, because they thought, you know, they I guess they wish they would have done that earlier in their life, and they thought it'd be good for me to learn about investing. Okay. All right. So, so you saying? So you saying you started with
1: twenty seven. So you saying? Right, so I'm going to ask you, how long have you been investing in this investment group? It's been two years
2: now. Two years. Actually, no, I like it. it's been one year and a year and a
1: half. Okay, so you're saying you started when you was 25. All right. So I'm going to mm-hmm. ask you, uh, so when they, in the process of them going through this you know, thing about investing, you know, at the age of 25, Thinking
2: back two years from now, you know, what made you say in your head, all right, this is a great idea. Maybe I should get into it. Um, uh-huh. At that time, <clears throat> like a year before that, I lost my job. So um, that's when I used my uh, 401k. Because I lost my job, so I used that to care until until so I got to another job. And when I lost my job, I learned the importance of saving because I hadn't saved any of my own money. I only saved, you know, through... Uh, taking money out of my account and putting it into the four hundred one K. so when that when that came up at the end of two thousand seventeen, um, I thought, you know, why not? Because I don't know. <laughs> Okay. So
1: you so you that's how you're trying all the different ideas of investing and decided to try something new.
2: It's yeah like, right? but that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that's correct. All right. So, you, know, you spoke of something right, that a lot of us, a lot of the youth don't don't actually do. I know a lot of us at that age of 25, 23, 24, well, entering into the workforce, we don't really invest into our 401k as we should. Uh, you know, so let me ask you, were you aware of what a 401k was when you first started investing into it? I had no, no, I had
2: no clue. My mom just as soon as I got that job, she's like, I said, hey, they, this is what they do. They put money into this account. If we put the same, they match it or whatever. So she's the one who made me do it. I really didn't know much about it. I was just doing it because I, I knew it was like a long-term savings um, that would come in handy later in my life. So I just did it because my mom uh, made me do it at that point. I didn't get nothing about saving money or investing. That's good.
1: That's good. Wow.
0: What about you, man? uh, when was the first time you found yourself investing in the 401k? Uh it'd probably be when I first got in to the military. Because they got like a they got have a TSP, which is the okay. same thing as 401k. So I started that first off. Um but like I said, I, I like the fact that uh that your mom kinda got you on it first more more than anything. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing because having that mentorship to guide you in the right direction in the finances is what everybody needs. So uh, I just asked the question: So when you lost your job, what was your, what was your first feeling when you lost your job? Um, and uh-huh. and at the time, um, at the time, did you want to take the money out your four hundred one k or or did you want to save it? Like, what was the your mind frame?
2: Um, so at that time, I got into like some credit card debt, you know, being immature and not responsible. So I felt devastated because I came up with this plan to pay it off. Mm. um, But since I lost my dad, that plan was no longer going to work. And I had no choice but to take that out of my 401k because like I said, I didn't save any money in my own savings account. Um, And that's where I really messed up because I I made enough to save and I bet you if I would have saved that probably wouldn't have had to touch that 401k and I could have rolled it over to the next job Mm -hmm. if it was offered, which I would rather have done that because by this time, you know, I'd probably have a nice amount in there. Mm -hmm.
1: That's good. Um, Now, one thing I want to add to that uh, for our listeners. Now, if you're ever in a situation where you lose your job and you have a 401k and you cannot roll it over to the next company, roll it over into an IRA. Um, you can always now. You're not. You can you can roll over to an IRA as long as you don't contribute back into it. Uh, most banks will let you roll it back over into your new job. But for the most part, roll it over into an IRA. Um, you can still invest into it. Uh, mostly, it'll be it'll be like a Roth IRA, and as opposed to like as opposed to like your basic 401k, whereas whereas it's, it's not. They're taking it off. They're taking it off. It's not taxed. But with the Roth IRA, it will be taxed. Uh, so, uh, all right. So, Keisha, so, so, Keisha, when you guys started investing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. What was one of the first companies um, you guys invested in? Do you remember by chance? Um, I
2: don't, but I know that we invested in Starbucks and um, Amazon because those two are, you know, popular. Everyone's always going to get coffee and everyone's always going to order from Amazon. Um, so that was the first two companies I remember Remember us buying a share.
1: Okay. There's Starbucks and Amazon. And that's not a bad thing to start. That's not a bad company to start your base on. Um, do you know how many people, you remember how many people started with you guys or you know, are those people still with you when you guys started investing?
2: So we, um, we actually came up with bylaws. And I think at that point, we had uh, 10 people in our group and we capped it off at 20. Um, so by the next year, mm-hmm. which was uh, 2018, um, we brought some people in to give them information and they decided if they wanted to join or if not. Um, so now we have 20. All right, so you guys are steady
1: growing with the investments. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. All right, let me ask you, uh, what are, what are some, Masky, all right, let's touch back on what you losing your job. You know, what are some I know you touched back on like you going into credit card debt and everything? Um, what are some things that you that you learned in that process of losing your job and having to rely on your 401k to survive until you actually found another job? Like what are some things you like you look back on now that you've learned in that process?
2: So what I do different now that I didn't do then is um, I actually write down my budget. I write down uh, what to do, when it's due, and um, when I, every paycheck I know it You know, for the next, uh, usually like two months, or I know when I'm going to get paid. So then I'll try to pay bills around this paycheck, and I put away money in savings because uh, that, that was a huge mistake I made. But I think that's a lot of mistakes that a lot of us make because um, we think we have money, which, yeah, you have it right there to spend, but do you have it there if you're tired, you know, with the go flat or something like that? Mm-hmm. I got
0: you. Or lose your job during <laughs> the coronavirus, you <Yeah>. know? That's uh,
2: a <laughs>
1: yeah, big right there.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and you sit back waiting, now you, now you. A lot of things, a lot of times, I tell a lot of people, you know, whether you, whether you're paying a mortgage, or you're paying rent either or make sure you at least have at least two months saved up two months worth of money saved up to pay for you to survive you know to pay your mortgage or your rent for those two months to survive until the next until the next job opportunity comes around That'll give you a little cushion so you don't have to stress so much about how am I gonna pay for somewhere to live.
0: But but uh and another thing, but you spoke on a a real big thing. You talked about your your credit card debt in the beginning. So I just wanna ask, you know, how did you first get a credit card and how did you kind of get you find yourself getting carried away with it and how did you come back from it? Like how did you Overcome that mistake um,
2: again. So I think my first credit card was at Old Navy, and at this point I was uh, new. Like I just got a new credit score because I uh, got a, a car. I bought a used car, and um, I think I was spending thirty dollars. And they said, "Oh, you know, if you open up a credit card, you can save X amount." And um, I was like, "Okay, just you know, young and mature. And I opened it, and that's that's the only time I used it. So I ended up closing that card. The second card I got was at Kohl's. And um I would that card I would spend so much during the month but then I'd pay it off. So I was responsible with that card. But uh one of the major cards I got was a Discover, and it was actually my largest credit card and uh money money wise. And um which it helped me out at the time, but it wasn't a... Smart. It wasn't a smart way to go because I was moving into a new apartment, and I think they gave me a three thousand dollars limit. Mm. Which to me, I was like, oh, three thousand dollars—that's nothing. I could pay that. But that actually turned into, oh, I can't pay this, and I'm only making this minimum payment a month. It's going to take me forever to pay it off. But then again, um, what did I do? Keep living life, and I kept charging because I was like, oh, I'll eventually pay it off. Um, and then it got so high and. And then I just felt overwhelmed, so that's when I came up with that plan to pay it off. Um, but by that time, I lost my job, and after that, I called the credit card. I tried for several months to catch up, um, but I just couldn't. So I called them and I asked, you know, what like what kind of programs do you guys have to pay off, uh, be able to pay this off about? Like I know we will close my my account, which I'm fine because at that time, um, I think this is what maybe four years ago and they said, Oh, hit your credit and they may stand credit for seven years but, but I thought, Well, I don't plan to buy a house before thirty, so seven years is okay. Um and I can buy it after the seven years yes. or do whatever after yes. the seven years. Mm-hmm. Um so they closed my account and I started paying it off and I got a really good I got into a really good program. And ever since then, uh I have uh, let's see. What What do I do? I paid it off a lot, and I'm almost done paying off my car now. If I would have known, I got my car in 2012. If I would have known I would have been paid that off forever ago because I made enough money to pay it off. I was just making minimum payments because that's that's what you're taught, you know. Mm-hmm. Just, hey, make your minimum payment, and you'll be fine. Yeah,
1: this that's a uh. Go ahead, man.
0: Oh, I was about to say this. That's a good uh good story right there because you know yeah. you're not the only one that's that's common especially mm-hmm. when you, especially when you mm-hmm. first get a call in the mail you just think like, okay and then you see the limit like you said i see if you see a three thousand dollar <laughs> credit score let me like oh that's free money you like pay it back okay. <laughs> that's free money all right this <laughs> yeah.
1: this you, you learn later on <laughs> you learn later on
0: about compound interest yeah, yeah.
1: Mm. that's That's the thing that kills you. I I tell people all the time, man, when you refinance, you know, you refinance to save yourself money down the line. Honestly, every car I ever got or every car, if I had a credit card, payment, whatever the case may be. I said, let's let's go with an example of my car. I refinanced my car that year buying it. But I still paid the original payment because the amount that I paid, most of it went towards interest Mm -hmm. and then only a only a fraction of it went towards the principal, so the extra amount that I paid paid down the principal. I ended up paying my car for two years. I tell people that all the time. If you're able to manage that first payment, keep paying it. Just refinance, and keep paying the old payment.
2: Oh,
1: okay.
0: Keep paying the yeah, same so way. Don't, don't don't stop the payment. Don't lower your payments just because they give you. Just keep yeah. paying the same way. Because you can already so know you can buy afford a house.
1: Even with credit cards, you know, if, I'm not sure a lot of people know this, but with credit cards, when you get that statement balance, if you pay, let's say, if, if let's say if that statement balance is is three hundred dollars, um, and let's say you're you're not able to, you need a three hundred dollars pay your lights or whatever the case may be, you can pay that statement balance and then turn around and charge your card again but you won't get charged interest because you mm-hmm. made that statement balance payment. That's a way to avoid paying interest on your card. You can pay that full balance and turn around and charge it again the next day and they will not charge you interest on it because you made the statement balance as opposed to paying the minimum payment. I
2: mean not even know
1: that. Yeah. That's a good take. That's always a good technique to use, but... You don't want to get in the, you don't want to get in the habit of doing that. That's in desperate measures, you know. You do stuff like that to keep your keep your credit in line, but also take care of your household. Um, Manuel, do you have anything to add? You know, add on to that. Um,
0: to credit, I, well, the I think one thing in the story um, that I try to reiterate to people is when you have a credit card the the limit you have trying to you I mean the numbers vary but I think the general rule of rule of thumb is around twenty percent thirty percent or even lower than that correct is thirty percent is like pushing it is like at the max but just trying to want to keep your credit card limit um usage rate down every month and and like you were saying some people get in that hole where you paying so much you you already behind the eight ball, but if you if you can not get in that hole in the beginning, it'll save you a lot of trouble uh, down the road. I mean, sometimes things happen where you have to pay, you need emergency funds, and that's the only way you can do it. But if you don't have to, you know, try to keep that credit usage your credit usage rate down every month. A lot of
1: a lot of times, you know, I see a lot of people. They open up all these cards. I always tell people, don't have one bank account and three different credit cards. It's, it's not needed. Don't have one bank account and three different credit cards because you don't have enough income coming in to cover all that debt. So it's not needed. And another thing is another thing is in the holiday during the holiday times, do not be. Tempted to take twenty five percent off your holiday purchase by applying for another credit card?
0: what they get you right. You do not get
1: a temporary discount for for a, lo- a lifelong debt.
0: That's what they get you at right there. They you cash, already had the money. That's what they get you at that cash register. boy. One hundred dollars.
1: You already boy. had the money to pay the debt.
0: That's what they give you. At. They what they get you at right at the cash register. And a lot of
1: a lot of times, these store credits you can only shop there you can only shop at mm-hmm. the store so if you're not constantly shopping there and you're not taking advantage of the rewards then don't do it so that, that's the thing you got to be careful during the holidays don't don't be going in there jumping jumping out for this 15 15 25 you know because it's not needed
2: can i add somebody
1: mm-hmm.
2: All right, so that's actually not the one credit card I had. I think I had what, like three, and like you said, it was <laughs> one checking account. Um, I actually took this class with my mom, or it's called Financial Peace University, and we took that together. And um, from there, I learned, uh, like, I separated my bills. So I have one checking account where I have, um, you know, like Netflix and my phone come out of there, and internet comes out of there, and then I have my main checking account where larger bills come out and then I have another checking account that's just for my car payment so that way it's easier uh to see things um from like smaller I guess like smaller standpoints instead of one mass uh checking account or one mass bill I mean I can't talk like one mass deposit in my one checking account and then I have all this stuff coming out so then it looks like I have no money and it's easier to balance it if I have, you know, three, like three places
0: to pay pay bills for me at okay. least. So you, you're saying you're seeing, instead of having a big, massive checking account, uh, you have them broken down in smaller mm-hmm. accounts and you pay bills from each mm-hmm. individual account. And that's a smart way to do it because yep. yeah, cause you got a big pool of money and you're thinking, you see $5 here, um, $5 here, $5 here, $5 here. Okay, I still got a lot of money, but if you got a smaller account, Five dollars come out of here and ten dollars come out of here wait, okay, I'm spending a little bit too much money right now. Yeah.
1: You know, those those back in the days, you know for those for those people, because yeah, that that there's actually like you were saying, that actually is a good method. But sometimes you'll wait on a transaction to hit on one this one major account and it it hasn't hit yet, and so you see that you still got the money and you forget mm-hmm. that oh I did pay five hundred dollars for second for a certain bill, but they actually haven't taken that money yet.
0: I do have a, I have a
1: question.
0: I have a question about your budget. So you say you had a budget, which which is great, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but how hard is it for you to, or how easy it is, is it for you to stay on budget? Like what are, what are some things that kind of make you get off track with your budget or what helps you stay on track with your budget?
2: Um. So one major thing is Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts is problem really <laughs> for me. Um, like I have, <laughs> I have a, a period of time where I get a coffee like for a week straight, and then I have a period of time, or no, it it'll be like month straight, and then it'll be a period of time where I stop getting it because I realize that hey, last month you spent X amount of money at Dunkin' Donuts, and why are you spending that much? It's unnecessary. So I started to make my own coffee at home. I started making it, I started buying different ingredients to make the coffee at home yeah. like I wanted to. Um, sure. The only thing is, is, you know, either you sacrifice the time or you go sacrifice the money. But I'd rather sacrifice my time than wasting a bunch of money mm-hmm. and plus it lasts longer. Um, so one thing I learned that was really hard to learn is what do I need versus what do I want? And if it wasn't something that was essential, um, like hygienic product, uh, product, uh, items or uh, food. Um, then I thought about it and I thought, do you need this or do you need to you know, pay something else or do you need to save this? And um, then I learned how to shop. I learned how to bargain shop. I started going to um, consignment shops and stuff like that. And you find really nice things there for really cheap. Mm-hmm. So I just had to, and that's what happened. After I lost my job, I didn't get to do all that you know, quote-unquote fancy shopping because I wasn't charging anything. I didn't have anything to charge on because it was maxed out. <laughs> so if I wanted something new, I had to go somewhere that that I could afford, which was um, the Salvation Army or Goodwill or a second, another second-hand shop.
1: So at that point, you were just being forced to... Bar- That's when you were being forced to learn how to bargain shop. Mm-hmm.
0: So kind of the loss, the loss of your job kind of uh helped you with your financial goals, it was like a blessing in disguise because you kind of got all your finances in in order because you 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 saw the importance of it like right in your face. Mm-hmm. I need that, or I need to save. So when that money not coming in, you you kind of kicked on a switch, which is good. So now mm-hmm. it, you know, mm-hmm. yeah,
1: that right. that reminds me of. You know, that was my that reminds me of when I got laid off last year. A lot, of, a lot of stuff I had to balance out. A lot of stuff I had to balance out. Yeah, I had I had money saved up. I had money saved up to to survive, you know, until I found money. But in my case, even though I had money saved up, I still went out and found another job. You know, to save the money that I already had saved up. I mean, um, mm-hmm. granted, I didn't I didn't like the job that I acquired. I ended up leaving, but I had something to fall back on. And so it's always oh, yeah. good to save, just for those situations. You know, if you, if you can save a book here, there, save it. Let me ask you: Do you use, do you use like any type of um, any type of apps or budget planners when you when you're sitting down budgeting every month?
2: Um, I used to use mint, but then I realized, uh, like I use my calendar a lot. So I like to write, um, I like to write it down. It's just easier. I'm mean, not, I know a lot of people nowadays, they're into their electronics and they like to put their schedule and things on their phone. But for me, <clears throat> I just rather write it, write it down. Um, it's just easier for me to, uh, see it that way. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I do agree with you. Yeah. Um, they're using like, cause I used to use men as well, but I didn't, I didn't like the fact of them. Of some of some of the things they did as far as how they managed,
2: mm-hmm.
1: how they managed my cash. So sometimes I find myself being late when, the, when my cash would, act, when my cash would actually drop into the accounts.
0: Mm-hmm. I got a question for both of y'all. You know, how often do you you guys check your, your accounts, like your money accounts? Like how often?
2: To be honest, I check it every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but not because I'm obsessed. I think just to make sure like there's uh there's nothing suspicious or you know, like I know um each and every purchase or deposit or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, when we were in school, they taught us how to check the checkbook. So that, so that type of thing is still going on in my head. So I don't check every day. Uh, I probably, I probably check like once, once every every two weeks because a lot of times I already have it have everything wrote down as to where I spent and how I spent it. I already mm-hmm. had a calculation wrote down. So if I need to go back into it and to really re- reflect on what I spent, it's written down somewhere. Or oh, I have a photo memory of what my account already was once I started spending.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I usually I'm like So yeah. it's more so Yeah, that's it's more so like when I get paid, that's when I check it. For me, for,
0: for me I'm like uh I do the same thing. I I check mine every day. I think it's like, I don't know if it's just a habit now. Hey, when I was broke, I ain't checking it at all. Like yeah, like. I don't even Not want to see either. this. I don't even want to see this. I already know what it is. I don't even want to see how much money I got.
1: Now, it's funny you say that, man. It's funny you say it, and that's something I, I encourage a lot of us to, to, to do. Well, I, one thing I encourage us to do is when we don't have much, that's when we should start planning more. Like I mm-hmm. found myself one day realizing. I don't even want to check my account because I know it ain't nothing in there. But I need to start planning for when something is going to hit my account. I need to start planning on how I'm going to spend that money because once that money finally hits, we go crazy. You get that oh, first, sure. you get that first grand check, you go crazy. God. I remember it was college days. <laughs> college <laughs> days, that first grand check hit, mm-hmm. and we. Going everywhere that we thought of, we passed up, <laughs> and, and thought about ourselves. Thought about envisioning ourselves going to. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, so Keith, let me ask you, um, with that, you well, know, what what, is, what are some advice that you would have for freshmen? You know, when they when they get that first grant check, you know, what are some what are some advice that you would have? As far as how they should plan on spending their money, um, and things they should they should look for, well, look forward to having to deal with with this day and age as being a college student.
2: Um, <clears throat> I would say automatically put like through fifty percent of it into a savings. Um, and and think about your books that you gotta buy next year. I know at the bookstore they're expensive, but if you buy them elsewhere, uh, like on, elsewhere online, they're not as expensive, but they're still, it's still a lot of money. It's like paying for a bill sometimes. Um, and I would say uh, it's hard when you're young to try not to go crazy, but you think that money goes round and round, and it doesn't. Um, but it's, I would say at least throw 50% of it into savings and put it somewhere where you can't see it all the time. Because I know when I saw my savings, I thought, hmm, I got all this money. What do I want?
1: Let me tell you a funny story about me in my first year in college. I got the first grant check. I bought no books. I didn't buy any books. <laughs> oh I, I took all the money, <laughs> I didn't buy any books. <laughs> A year later. Oh, a year later I'm gonna with probation. <laughs> that was a struggle. <laughs> but I'm telling you guys, plan. Start planning early. Oh. You know, what about you, man? What was the first thing you did with a great chick when you first got
0: it? Well for me, you know, my uh my uh path is different because you know I go right to the military, so when I first so I did a semester in school at AUM mm-hmm. and then I got out and went right to the military, but I had loans already just for that semester. So my first military check, most of it went to just paying off their student loan and stuff. I've been like tight with my money since I was young though. So even when I was getting tax money back from older people, you know, I'll save my money in the in a sock drawer and not touch it until, until months and months and know the exact amount of money I had in, the, in my wallet at the time. So for me, I never kind of splurged on money like that.
1: Gotcha. You. Okay. You, know, you came into the game already you know, you prepared, prepared as managing money, right? You know, uh,
0: Hey, but, but, a, but uh, okay. not to cut you off, but it but when you broke, like you know, when you you start off broke, like when you really when you see yourself broke, you man, you see every dime and penny coming your way. You you know, yeah, <laughs> you gotta say you know it's mm-hmm. <laughs> no options. You yeah. gotta say so. That's what saying you are not with a big
2: dollar coming. Yeah, that's that's what <laughs> say <saving laughs> me.
1: Is your um. But I was going to ask you, did you, so did you have to, you know, like many of us spoke on student loans, did you have to take out any student loans during school? Yeah, I
2: did. Um, I did take out student loans. And um, <clears throat> my student loans actually came from five years of school. And I went two years at a university, but then I decided that I, I, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I came home and then I spent three years at a community college in the first year. Uh, I thought I wanted to do medical billing, but then I decided that's boring. So then I changed it. And have I paid my spending loans? I paid once last year just so I could uh, get, like, some type of advantage this year, which is, you know, I paid, what, $50 just so I can get an advantage this year. Um, I don't know if it helped or not, but have I paid them since then? No. (laughs) Do I plan on it? I don't know yet. And I (laughs) guess until... And when I pay off my car and uh, this other credit card, um, then yeah, I'll, I'll make start making payments. So
1: when you when you started taking out your student loan, what type of guidance did you have as far as as far as picking the right loan to take out?
2: None.
1: I had no guidance.
2: Um, if I would have known, like if I got there, I just wanted to get out of Delaware, so I went to whatever school accepted me that was outside of Delaware. What I should have done was just go to the community college um, and then I would have been fine, but I had no guidance and that's, they just, to the college students, they're like, hey, hey, come here, you nice person, let me throw all this money at you. Don't you want to apply for this Huh? Um, like, you can get whatever you want, you can buy whatever you want. Um, for student loans, I didn't understand. I think I got like the government unsubsidized and subsidized loans and mm-hmm. I didn't know what it meant, so I just did it because I thought that's what everyone does. Mm-hmm.
1: It's funny you say that. It. It's funny. And I, and from my experience, I tell a lot of people to, I, I encourage a lot of people, if you have to take out student loans, do your research. I still remember mm-hmm. back in 2012, getting ready to go back to college. And I'm on the phone with the enrollment advisor, and we're talking about student loans. And I ask, what is the best one for me to take out? To me, was it doesn't matter. They're all the same. <laughs> well, it, that's a sign right there. That this is a bad idea. We gonna get your money regardless, man. Just sign right here. <laughs> we'll it doesn't matter. They're all the same. This it, is a bad idea for me. Wanting to go to school, not being financially literate, trying to go to school to be a financial advisor but not at the time being financially illiterate. <laughs> Took out countless bad student loans. That if I, like It's one of those things where I look back and say, if I know then what I know now, I would have found another way. Mm-hmm. You know? And like I, I encourage my family all the time, if you do not have, if you're not being offered a scholarship don't run down to the biggest school down the block. Go <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. to community college get them two years out the way. Mm-hmm. You know, and save yourself a lot more money. Very true. You know. Say you save yourself a lot more money. Going to a two year college if you do not if you do not have a scholarship. Oh okay.
2: um, yeah.
1: Um. So let's go. On, so one thing I wanted to go back to is like your we spoke on a little bit is like your investing, like your investing experience. Mm-hmm. Okay. So.